0: Time that you
1: to no, you Discovery Channel show where they build motorcycles. It's this dad and it's two sons, and they just bitch at each other for the whole show. <laughs> It's like, you didn't order the right pipes. <laughs> He's like, shut up, pa.
2: The right pipes are coming. He's <laughs>
1: oh, okay. like, I'm a bunch of fucking
3: idiots. <laughs> well, now we're recording.
2: It's All a little right. bit like Cake Boss too, wow.
1: Dude, it's, it's way less racist in its portrayal of Italian-Americans than Cake Bosses.
0: <laughs>
4: <laughs> I don't understand why you would want to synthesize the ethos of like a mafia boss. And just a nice pastry chef, yeah. But also, add
5: diabetes. Uh, right. Is the show doing that, or is that just who he is?
1: That's just how Italians behave in <laughs> their day-to-day life, anyways. <laughs> <laughs>
5: um, no,
2: all right. You said pastry chef. Let's clarify: uh, cake, cake, cake chef. chef. Okay. Is it a um, cake chef? There's, there's Grace there's works a, in a bakery, I, so there's I, much I'm to be a, said. I, I'm janitorial <laughs> and dishwashing uh, chief at a local bakery, and. Yeah, my boss, like, makes it very clear to the new bakers he hires. He's like, we're not a cake shop. We actually make our ingredients. (laughs) Like, apparently, a lot of these, like sprung up kind of bougie uh cupcake like like, nothing but
5: cake yeah
2: yeah like like... things like that uh apparently they don't make a lot of their own shit like they just kind of put together really fancy looking cakes you mean they don't like they don't
5: go into the fields with a reaper and take the no they don't they don't produce like their own
2: fondant and like you know like like apparently they might use a lot of mix and stuff he breathes into the microphone
5: pastry talk
2: (laughs) way to go no, we're
4: still. Hey, good, everybody.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: this is how we're. All right, word. What's up? W- welcome
4: back. Welcome it's, back. It's been a few weeks, but uh, we have returned. Triumphant. And this is <sighs> Zero Positivity. With me, as always, we have Reese Fru.
1: Yo, what's up, guys?
4: Grayson Middleton. Howdy. We have Kat McCrory.
5: Hey, it's me.
4: And as always, on the board, we have Kurt Van Zandt. What up, dicks? <laughs> <laughs> and <coughs> I'm Taylor Franson, and I'm not having a good time.
3: <laughs> Rarely is
4: he. I, I I had a like a scant amount of fries in my in my on the burger order today. I have
5: some leftover <laughs> fries. Do you want some more? Uh, yeah let's, yeah, let's go Here. ahead. Right, just, yeah, we'll yeah,
4: let's get just, that fucking good-ass ASMR,
3: ASMR audio of Taylor eating fries. Yeah, let's just munch some yeah. it's be, Christ. Do they just put
0: all
4: they're the fries in They're
0: waffle fries, fries
5: I'm sorry. Yeah. Dude, all w- the seasoned the waffle fries. Was that just like uh, not good enough for you? Or did you... Oh. The waffle I'm
2: fries so are so good. Sorry. Are these cool beans? Yeah, this is yeah. Awesome Dude, cool. Dude, why mess. do they have such
3: nice to-go boxes? I know, it's kind of wild. They're yeah. in their game, but they're charging for
5: to-go boxes now, too. Oh,
3: That's why it was $5.50. fuck. Yeah.
5: Order for...
1: My ass.
5: Would, oh, so fifty cents is two quarters. <laughs> you should <know. laughs> right. right. Well, it was five. Yeah, but there was multiple to-go
1: boxes. Yeah, yes. to-go boxes. Okay.
5: Oh. Okay. Yeah.
4: Thank you Oops. for trying to step to me once again, Kat, <laughs> and failing. <laughs> Let's all step to Taylor. Um. Yeah. So. <laughs> 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 I, can't I swear to God, Taylor, Francum, if you eat fries, we're trying to get it together. This might be a short episode, guys. No, I um, think we got it. So recently I had the opportunity to see a band called Overcoats. How was it? It it was really interesting because they played Three Links, which is a small bar venue in, in Deep Ellum in Dallas. And they're a pop act and a very small one at that. There's only two members and they have a drummer. They have a percussionist. And it was interesting to me to see how the dynamic changes for artists like this when they're not playing an arena. And it, it really just changed my perspective on the way pop music is engineered and the way it works and how it can interact with different types of crowds. Cause previously I I had only seen punk acts and rock acts in venues like this and it was really refreshing. Um,
5: so overcoats is like a pretty well-known act that you think normally could play in larger venues. And this was like, an interesting experience seeing how.
4: Yeah, I think this is one of those. They're one of those bands that gets sort of like an expedited reputation. They only have one album out, and it's been out since April, and it's very good. But the, the, certain bands get fast tracked. Like all of a sudden, they're everywhere, and they they're in the the mainstream press cycle, and they're just sort of present. Uh, Give us
3: an example.
1: Imagine Dragons. That happened to Imagine Dragons.
4: Yeah. So they yeah. didn't even have time to be an indie band. Yeah, like its time came out, and before we knew it, is on the edge. Yeah, or uh, Cage the Elephant is another really good example. That Belgian dude, Goat,
1: or whatever. Oh,
2: good. Yeah, he had been making things for for a while, right? Like, but
1: those those fucking people did the acoustic, the the acapella cover of it. And every goddamn white person in the United States above the age of thirty was like, "This is my absolute shit." <laughs> <laughs> acapella. Uh, another good example white of people
2: love acapella more than anything. <laughs> <laughs> another good example <laughs> of Ouch. a band kind of blowing up uh, almost overnight. Uh, uh, this is actually on their second album. Um, uh, I don't know if you uh, a little band called Nirvana.
3: Oh, uh, that one. Yeah. Uh, I think um, I've heard one or two.
2: Yeah, you know it's it's one of the one of the uh I'm really Ooh. into 90s things. Oh, uh, same. Yeah, yeah. I was, you know, born in the 90s. Like a nostalgic thing for me really. But um <laughs>
5: That's crazy. I really thought that was just a t-shirt company. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just I d- kidding. <laughs> <laughs> No, I yeah. All right.
2: Not. Sorry about the bad jokes, but like really, I didn't think that like actually happened where people didn't know the bands they were wearing. But there was a f- one fucking viral Facebook video of someone not recognizing lithium like on when it was being played on a cell phone to them and they're wearing yeah. an Nirvana <laughs> shirt. Who gives
4: a shit? They're twelve. Yeah, no 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 I leave really them care. alone.
0: They're wearing an Nirvana
2: shirt though. Like, I, I didn't think that was real. I thought that was just like something like like fucking assholes like would say. Yeah, but, like you don't uh, know like, who
5: Led Zeppelin is. Yeah,
2: like sh- everyone's fucking hurt. Like uh, yeah. but no. no. No no should, no, like, no 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 um, no. People actually sometimes don't I, that's, that's that's an actual phenomenon i just can't
4: imagine being mad that someone hasn't heard stairway to heaven <laughs> like it just seems so i'm mad negligible. that i have does that count <laughs> <laughs> they're almost the same thing mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. but what i really want to talk about um is sort of the way smaller venues work and the value of seeing maybe a critically acclaimed band in an environment that, like, in maybe one to two years, they'll be playing a much larger venue. Um,
5: that happened to me with St. Vincent, and I still think about it oh. all the time. Just I saw her after Strange Mercy, and that's the album mm-hmm. that, like, really brought her fame. So she booked a relatively small-scale tour for it because her first two albums were smaller scale. Um, so, yeah, I saw her at the Kessler Theater, which is, like, probably one of the most intimate... Venues you can go to on that side of Dallas Yeah
1: well she's from around here Too she like went to High school in Dallas that's true Yeah yeah
5: but last time she came to Dallas She played at the House of Blues Yeah I'm sure
1: House of Blues
2: sucks I hate Uh, the House of Blues thank you you. Everyone hates
4: it I don't know why you would approach like a Venue series the same way You would like a McDonald's (laughs) they, <laughs> like, the House of Blues are just peppered in every major American city and yeah. they're always
2: designed so fucking terribly and, and honestly
1: the McDonald's in downtown Dallas is way cooler than the House of Blues <laughs> it's probably a better
4: venue yeah. um,
0: <laughs> there are, judging by, by all the heroin
1: addicts that beatbox outside <laughs> like, some, really dope, some dope shit there are fucking
3: big ass, ass pillars all through House of Blues <laughs> Yeah.
5: Yeah. yeah. and no pillars. chairs that's my fucking pet Peeve with the venue is no seating.
1: <laughs> I'm imagining the House of Blues as a mosque.
3: <laughs> it would be big
1: more... lines of pillars, no chairs. It would be more
4: useful to society.
3: <laughs> as it could
1: a also mosque. be
2: an Orthodox church. Like,
1: oh yeah, from this description, yeah,
5: pews.
4: Yeah. What's fascinating to me is that the House of Blues is a playable level in multiple Guitar Hero games. Is it
2: really? Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: I didn't know oh. the Guitar he- I forgot that Guitar Hero had levels. I remember like, it now, but I forgot. That they they're, did.
2: they're kind of just like the venue equivalent of like a hard rock cafe. Like, they, <laughs> yeah, it's totally. stylized to like seem like a totally authentic TM experience but hit uh like 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 when it comes to actually doing what what its primary purpose is which like in the case of Hard Rock Cafe is like you know making food or uh, uh house of blues which is you know providing a decent concert experience it just like falls really short.
4: Yeah. Uh, I I just wish they would lean into their brand a little bit more and book exclusively blues acts. Oh, yeah. Because they need as much help as they can get finding work. Um no. yeah. I feel like
5: one of the best ways to discuss how a small venue is good is in pointing out how a big venue is bad. And that's like so easy to do. Small venues feel like the default. Like that's just where I'm always going. So it's like, well, I don't know what's so great about them. But then I think about all of my experiences at big venues and it's like, fuck, I hate that.
4: I can break it down and do a couple of different sort of core points. And that would be pricing. Absolutely.
0: True. Uh,
4: Parking,
1: dude. Parking. parking parking that that shit that shit'll ruin your night right there if yeah. it's bad like that yeah. that'll ruin the shit out of your night right there and
4: larger venues increasingly have become outdoor venues yeah so now you just have to be on a lawn yeah to what watch. if i have allergies why wi- <laughs>
1: wildlife is now a concern <laughs> bugs noise ordinances
2: yeah uh, yeah um i don't know i would say my like categorization or like i don't know uh the way i kind of compare different venues is uh uh it's kind of based on on what the on how the artist sees it right because you can absolutely or or, i mean i would say most really great performing artists take into account the place they're playing right like yeah you, you factor that uh, it's it's part of the way I see, like, the, the medium of, like, of performing music as opposed to, uh, I don't know, creating a record. Like, creating a live show is different from creating a record. And part of creating a decent live show is, uh, uh, you know, uh, working with your audience, working with your venue. A more intimate venue, if you are popular, will likely fill up faster. But it's, uh, you know, and also if it's smaller and you people know you're going to fill it up, they can charge more for it. Yeah. Which means, I mean, A, the people who are going to come are going to be, like, fucking rich, which sucks. But, two, the people who want to come are also spending a f- shitload of money to come see you play. You can kind of, I don't know, get more control out of the audience. Like, I've seen acoustic acts. We're talking about House of Blues. I saw the Toadies play House of Blues, right? Uh, famous, uh, or at least kind of cult popular uh, Texas, Southern hard rock band from the 90s right From north texas too. Yeah. yeah yeah they sing about possum kingdom lake and stuff hey dude that song slays yeah. <laughs> everyone yeah um and they played house of blues and they fucking you know they went out they did their fucking blondie covers uh you know they they had like fun guest percussionists come up they they it was a schmoozy kind of show uh uh but you know it's perfect for house of blues you know except for the fucking columns uh but then i saw uh um what's his name vaden todd lewis uh who is the singer songwriter from that band uh doing an acoustic set at Dan Silverleaf here in Denton. and he absolutely you know would ask the audience to maybe you know silence their cell phones and you know refrain from talking in between sets during what like while he was playing he played a lot of songs from his early days like a lot of songs like like deep tracks right and it was it was absolutely sort of him taking advantage of the moment of of uh uh you know, having people who he knew wanted to see his music and also everyone was there. It was kind of like, you were there for the music entirely.
4: One thing I want to point out about small venues, and this is my favorite part, is that oftentimes they don't have green rooms. Yeah. And so the artists are just sort of like... Floating. ...forced to hang out with you. Yeah. <laughs> and that's really great because I remember one time I saw Whitney at Club Dada and they were just like, "Hey guys, where's the uh, where's where's the party at after this?" <laughs> That's they're, they're just hitting people up, and like there was this incredibly drunk woman that was there, starstruck by the members of this band, mm-hmm. and she was a little bit older, like in her thirties. So she remembered a time when like musicians were rock stars, like they were unapproachable, and it was like prestigious to be talking to one and they were we were just having a conversation about Pokemon today it's podcasters sorry (laughs) yeah Um, and she was like incredibly intoxicated just interviewing them and I feel like I didn't like in a larger venue I wouldn't have gotten to see some extremely drunk woman ask people about where they found their sound yeah she's like so uh who are your influences? (laughs) And he's like, yeah, we're actually a a Bob Dylan cover band.
5: But that's one of my least favorite parts of small venues is afterwards. Like maybe you want to go up and meet them, but there's always a couple people who are just like trying to talk to them for like 20 minutes straight about their pedal board or whatever. You know, like
1: are insufferable enough outside of those situations. (laughs) Absolutely yeah just having I, a small video means that you're more intimately interacting
3: with everybody, and some yeah. of those people are pieces of shit i
4: I you're gonna have to talk
3: about
2: gear, yeah, mm-hmm. I like, forego like all the weird like technical compliments I could give people, and I just normally shout like that was good after a pretty good song, and yeah. it gets laughs and people like it. yeah, I, I want that to be more common, just like just yell like very very accurately what your praise was of the song. Life. Yeah, just I just like that solo.
3: Shit, <laughs> I feel very good now.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> good <laughs> lyrics.
1: I mean, I'll normally just like drunkenly be like, "Hey man, you did you guys did a good job." And then if we're both smoking cigarettes at the same time, um I'll ask them where they're from, if they're a touring band, and then I'll just Hell, talk yeah. to them
0: about yeah, that yeah, yeah, for yeah, yeah. like yeah. a while.
4: I saw Kevin Morby H- had met these people that were just like showing up. They, I made friends just by, the, by virtue of repeatedly seeing the same shows in small venues, so they just got to the point where there were people that I recognized. The problem was is they were some of the most incredible tryhards that I have like ever seen in my entire life. And it, you know not really interpersonally, but when it came to the, the artists. It was
2: really bad Uh, So once I saw Hayes Carl At this place called Third Coast uh, Music um, Hall I believe In Port Aransas Which hopefully that made it through uh, the hurricane But uh, it was a really cool uh, Alt country Texas singer songwriter Place and yeah Hayes Carl performed and he did his first set And he mentioned how his kid was in the audience for the first set And he he Has a song about how his kid is Real into magic um, this is right after his like sad sap album came out like like he just got a divorce and all the songs are like real like slow and just kind of it wasn't as greatest as like it's it's good but it like wasn't his best work but he has one song about his kid on it and he dedicated it to his kid during the intermission Hayes Carl goes and um oh his kid his kid was going around and doing magic tricks for strangers that's what it was that's like awesome. like people at the show that's what I meant to say so cute. and that's uh, cool as hell. <laughs> Once the second set started, his kid went to go wait in the van. He was like, "I make him wait in the van because now I start to play the songs so that like I don't want him to hear." Uh, uh And uh he was like, "By the way, who the fuck tipped my kid twenty dollars? I guess I want him to earn his money. I want him to know, uh, you know, the value of a dollar." <laughs> Holy shit! Those uh, tryhards that try-hards. you're talking
5: about, those are like. The reason that I'm afraid to talk to the musicians I admire because the last thing I want to be is one I'd of those people. Yeah, you know. Yeah. How do you figure well, out how to interact with them without seeming like that? I it, just
1: don't talk to them about music. Honestly, that's a really good oh, way to
4: do. Yeah. That.
0: Okay. So yeah. we were talking
4: about Pokemon when I was when yeah. I, I talked to Whitney. We I. Was basically giving them a walkthrough of Pokemon X and Y because I'm a massive nerd with no hobbies except for obviously Pokemon. Um,
3: Um, One of the coolest shows I ever went to was uh, I saw this person who I really admire. Her name is Leslie Hall. I saw her both at Club Dada and at a place called the Bryan Street Tavern in Dallas. And uh, she has like this really loyal, strong, but extremely small internet cult following and when I went there, there was just like a line of maybe fifteen people, and they all really want to have a picture with her because she's the best person who maybe i've ever has ever lived and so being at a small venue like that, number one is the only way I'm going to get to see this person because they're a they're a she's a small act with a very very small following so thank God for this seven dollar ticket that I bought to <laughs> see her twice um one of them. I got to be like up on stage. She had this um, platform that her that her bassist and drummer were on and you had to turn it manually. Like somebody had to spin the platform for them
2: to, oh to my God.
3: turn. Like a
5: lazy Susan with Like a lazy Susan
3: with people on Hell, it. Oh yeah. Dude. And and for a moment like one of her assistants was doing it but then they left. So she was like just picking people from the audience to come <laughs> and turn this platform behind her while she was performing. <sighs> oh. And it was really fun and it was just really exciting and it, it, that's that's the value of a of a of a good small venue. That
5: sounds great. As opposed to when I went and saw Tegan and Sarah, one of my great, you know, my one of my first musical loves when they toured with Paramore and they were at like Jexa or somewhere huge, yeah, like Jexa. an arena the style. Jexa.
4: Objectively oh, the, the worst that's venue in venue.
5: Dallas. So awful. It's like you have a numbered seat that is yours and you if sit you're, in it.
2: If you're in the seating section, most people sit in the lawn in the back. Right. That's okay, so that's that why ha- I don't yeah. think it was
5: Jexa because there's no lawn in this place but it's like an arena style huge like american airlines kind of place but something about a phone company i think i don't know oh the
1: verizon center yeah yeah
5: Yeah. yeah. um but i just remember standing up during tegan and sarah's set because i was so so excited for it and then like someone around you sitting down someone yeah everyone around us is sitting down so one of the people like comes up with a flashlight and is like you got to sit down
3: Act, ah. Tegan and Sarah.
5: Yeah, but you know, in because there are people seated directly behind me. I don't blame them. Yeah,
2: that sucks. Um, so essentially, what we're all getting at is we, uh, all all of our anecdotes kind of pointed to uh, I don't know. We all like the fact that small venues kind of open the door to like, uh, genuine interaction with the performer, and which you know you could go see fucking Muse open for you to. Uh, at Reliant K Stadium, or but whatever why the would fuck. you want
4: Everything?
0: to? Yeah, that's, that's my uh, in
2: Houston. Uh, it's it's no, it's Reliant Reliant Stadium, right? That's a place. Yeah, uh, uh, in Houston, and Bono can like lift some lady out of the crowd and like have her sing. About she moves in mysterious ways or a, whatever about Sarajevo, <laughs> mm-hmm. you can still get the sense that that's not too great because that happens at every. But
5: I feel like fucking they're
2: concert. I you know, like you know, he did that every night that week. Uh, like,
5: yeah, it's actually the same lady. He yeah, just <laughs> has like a hired
1: crisis like, actors dude front row lady crisis actors. I prefer
4: going to shows where like an encore is not guaranteed and not part of your set list. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because, like, have they ever stopped to wonder what would happen if just no one...
5: Dude, when I saw Modest cheered? Mouse, they let us cheer for 11 minutes, nonstop, just cheering, cheering, cheering. They're like, really makes you work for it. They were probably jacking
1: off or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, real quick. Hold on. Yeah. It's uh, the only way that it can happen for them anymore. Dude, I...
5: Okay, but the (laughs) the one time when I feel like (laughs) Reese is fully (laughs) reclined now, I just want
3: the listener to know Reese is completely reclined. Absolutely, the comfiest man in the <laughs> room.
2: This couch can comfortably seat four people, and it's completely covered by me and Reese right now. <laughs> uh, I mean, you still got. Well, in it's room
4: like seventy percent Reese, yeah, and thirty percent Which
1: thirty percent is more than enough room for Grace. <laughs> I don't feel bad about it. I'm not going to apologize. <laughs> Nor should. But you. no, my thing with those big venues is just like the whole experience in general isn't that great. You get in your car. You drive forty-five minutes to an hour and a half, depending on traffic, to an industrial park slash giant construction site with a stadium or something like you that in the middle of it. Park, like, you pay fifteen dollars to park. You um, pay fifteen dollars to park, or you park outside, or you park in this fucking parking lot that you don't even know will be like open to you in like <laughs> <Yeah>. three hours, <laughs> or like it's like b- underneath the highway or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Like no, there's no lights in it, anything like that, and then you go in, and it takes you like 20 minutes even to get to the, from the parking to the to the place, and then you go in and everything is like three times as expensive as it needs to be, and you go see your show, like Kat said, sometimes they don't let you stand up, or whatever. And then you paid. get to go home, you get to walk back through the dark streets. After to, paying $14 yeah. for two watery beers. Exactly, yeah. You, you warm watery <laughs> beers, too. They're warm. In a plastic cup, they like broke. Yeah, by, by the time you get back to your seat, they're warm. And then you walk back to your special parking lot underneath the highway. And you uh, avoid an uncomfortable <laughs> experience. With a homeless man, and you get in your car, and you get caught in the traffic of everybody trying to leave the concert at the
2: same time. Because everyone
4: tries to leave 15 minutes early. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They're they're, they're all ready to beat
2: the crowd. You just... Described my experiencing Black Sabbath at, at Gexa. Dude. I was
1: there. It's literally every big venue in Dallas is literally exactly what I described okay, but to y'all. There
5: is one big venue that I feel like would be worth it, and that's Red Rock's Amphitheater. Mm. Have you guys seen pick is pick that pick of the one? In, I've seen, pick, I've it's seen the one like in Colorado, yeah, right? it's Colorado. My brother saw Sufjan Stevens there and he showed me the footage, and it's just like a beautiful Magical place. Yeah. Because it exists in nature. Uh, I bet there isn't even a bar. But
1: what does the parking lot look like, though? (laughs) It's
5: like in the mountains. Like, I don't think they're worried to get there
2: somehow. They don't have like public transit out there.
5: No, you have to (laughs) hike.
2: That would fucking slay, actually. You can't get
4: in without a walking stick? Yeah. You
2: have to base jump. They actually don't have tickets. You just have to survive the trek. (laughs) That would would rule.
3: And when you get there, there's a waterfall made of couers. Hell yeah! So beers are free.
1: (laughs) Fuck it.
4: When the when the when the mountains turn blue, that's when you know it's ice cold. (laughs)
0: So
1: because cat. it's the freon that they
2: put. in them.
4: <laughs> Just to be clear, though, we are not endorsing Coors. No, no, no. Hams
2: are totally. still loyal hams to is Hams is the only mm. beer you would you should hams. buy.
5: Hams is the beer for us. There's and a you.
2: there's a case of Hams I'm about to crack yeah. open as soon as I'm ham. done. It's our most
5: beautiful. ambitious project yet. So what's hams? up? What's up? Cat
2: cat touched on this, but so we're talking about like kind of you know the uh, the. Uh, on a prepackaged kind of feel that you get uh, at a uh, at a you know single big show, right? Like like in the hassle of having to park and paying a shitload for you know beers and all you're seeing are like maybe two acts play. Uh, this does I mean this definitely does. This is a hypothetical, but I feel like like it does answer the question. Does this you know explain why uh, um, festivals have become such a big thing? Because they do happen only once, and you get to see, like, you know, you can easily squeeze in, like, five or six of your favorite acts in one day if you are, you know, really committed to the festival thing. Um,
5: yeah, I was shitting on South By earlier, but South By would probably be really fun if I bought actual passes. And if it wasn't no, for which I've the, the parking, parking, dude. I'm going to
4: hard disagree with you there. Really? Every band worth seeing plays at least one free <laughs> showcase. At, without fail. All right, but but saw,
5: I've been to South by every year for like four years in a row just for the free shit, and it has always, every year, I'm like, I'm never coming back. So Why do I do I this? I saw
4: it, White Reaper, you, The OCs, Diet Sig, like, all for... It was really
2: cool. You still have to pay a shitload anyway just for essentially existing in Austin during yeah. South yeah. by. Yeah. Oh, and the traffic uh, also, is so awful. we talk about the free shows, and we talk about this and that, but we all... Are close to South by it. like that only happens. It doesn't happen in a lot of something like that doesn't happen in a lot of places yeah. in uh, in the U.S. Um, so let's let's compare it to I don't like let's talk about just the festivals in general like the Free Press Summer Fests and uh uh fun 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 which I guess it's a dead fest now but it was that was probably my favorite and Edge sound fest? on can we talk sound about Edge Day Fest Day sound. Too. Well, it's the same. Those are the same people. Did it really? Yeah,
5: Edge Fest is like the large venue equivalent of. Yeah, yeah music Best, festivals. Ed
4: Fest
2: is
1: bad. Ed Fest is everything.
5: That <laughs> South I by so what? Fest is South. the yeah. shitty Reese uncle for- of
4: music
1: festivals. Thank <laughs> you. <Yeah. laughs> okay, well, we we need to talk about South by So What for a second. Uh, y- we do South South by So What's pretty much everything that we've been complaining about, all merged into like one congealed mass of like geo hell, like. <laughs> that is the large venue. You know what I mean? Like everything that's wrong about like large venues and like going to go see concerts at places like Gexa and like shit like that. Like at least around here is personified by South by So What. Also, but hold on. It's like at the Verizon Center. Okay. What's up?
2: It's not only the logistics of the concert that make it fucking terrible. It's also a metalcore Centric festival, yeah. It's implying that like no one cares about South by so or South by Southwest, and really where it's at is this metalcore festival called South by So What. Yeah, they don't care about South by. Yeah, okay. So not that you should really care about South by, but like 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 thinking your shitty metalcore scene is like better than a South by So. Whatever. it's,
1: It's like a day camp, basically, because everybody there is like kids. Like, you know what I mean? Or that nobody... one.
2: We all, have, we all have at least one friend who's like, who fronts a metalcore band. He's like 23, and he brings his own cinder block to practice so that when he sings, he can put his knee up on something. <laughs> uh.
4: Yeah, I, I worked with somebody like that. The easiest person to persuade I've ever met in my entire life. He would go from one day being a hardline feminist to being red pilled the very following day. And he was in a Christian
1: metalcore band. Dude, you should have tried to convert him to Islam. Christians are (laughs) (laughs)
0: persuasive. No, or nah, uh, dude,
1: Nation of Islam. That would have been a crazy yeah, catch. <laughs> the best be it's... like, dude, Yakub, man, created <laughs> all of us on
2: Malta. Dude, the metalcore music <laughs> influenced by that would be really, really <laughs> crazy. Nation, Nation of Islam, <laughs> is metalcore. That, Core.
3: Islam, metalcore is something I would listen to. Dude, <laughs> yeah,
1: I would absolutely. That's the I'd
4: free that idea DVD. for you. <laughs> um, no, but the best way to sum up, like,
1: Death of the Snow Ape. <laughs> <laughs>
4: The best way to sum up like Warp Tour versus South by So What is like Warp Tour is monster energy, yeah, and and South by So What is venom.
1: They they still have this. They okay. uh, they still have the same number of performers on the sex offender registry. <laughs>
5: okay, as long as we're talking about metalcore, can I just like throw out a kind of unrelated what the fuck? Yeah, Which sure. Is, Please. Um, the other day, I was exposed to the lyrics of the band Cannibal Corpse.
1: Oh yeah.
4: Were they a metalcore band? No, it,
1: no they're, they're a like death metal band. They're like yeah, like, death metal. What's yeah. the
5: difference? I don't know. Met- I'm just in shock. Is- metal is good. The lyrics are like, oh, like violent
1: yeah that's that's like the point of death metal, right violence. yeah hold on what's, what the, what's the, the name fu- of this band cannibal, cannibal court well have oh, you ever seen lyrics are violent are probably
4: into some normal shit it's <laughs>
5: so, but no i just can't believe that there's like a demographic of people who enjoy listening to lyrics about like detailed the the detailed process by which you would like murder actual people uh, I mean, a lot of
1: people you, listen to Eminem.
5: Seen, have, <laughs>
1: have you ever seen their album covers? No. Oh, their album covers are like really bad. Yeah. Like, in terms of graphicness, it's just like I never got the appeal of it personally. Mm, yeah. But I guess that's what death metal is, right? It's just people being like, "Dude, let's be as like gross as possible." Yeah. I always yeah. thought
5: death metal was just like you know, death is like a goth thing and nah, like it's metal more like
1: black metal.
5: But uh, yeah,
4: we we will dedicate another episode to the nuances of the metal genre. Yeah,
2: yeah, that's actually that's a whole. We can yeah. litigate yeah. that I'm another like day. Really yeah, so. Those are things that have already been discussed.
1: It. So it's buckle buckle in tangled folks. web. Yeah.
2: Um, but yeah, you were talking about Vans. Uh, I can't take credit for this joke, but it's one of my favorite jokes Um how it's uh it was an account called uh, like jaded pop punk hulk or something. It doesn't exist anymore. It was I was on Twitter in two thousand twelve for a month, right? Everyone has the month long like one Twitter phase. You're still you're still on oh, Twitter. I'm dude. still super on no, Twitter. No no no, I I'm got well off for gone. a long time though and then came back. But I everyone had like Oh, the,
4: Mr. Big Shot over here. Everyone
2: had the like <laughs> the, the the trial run that didn't take, right? Like that's how Twitter works. Yeah, that's anyway, true. <laughs> the joke is how do you know that you're too old to go to Warp Tour? How? Hit me with it.
0: Uh
2: with when you're old it. enough to drive yourself to warp tour. <laughs> uh! <laughs>
4: Come
2: on, that's a great joke.
1: I mean, also that holds true with South by So What as well.
4: It's no longer South by So What, it's just so what. Is it really? Yeah, Now, now So it's just, what? Now it's just a general
1: malaise. Yeah. Well, so what? Well As if, Mom <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's kinda that's kind of <laughs> a thing
2: though. Wasn't thirty five Denton Rest in peace, wasn't it? It was South by Thirty Five for a little bit. Was, yeah, North yeah. by oh. North by Thirty Five. Yeah, by South by is like really weird about who gets to use uh like their name, which is fucking stupid because S- like they they. It's just like South fuck, by is dumb.
1: Just dude. fuck
2: Austin.
5: Let, just,
1: <laughs> South by is. Do you guys dumb, ever dude. think
5: about the like huge history of music festivals that exists that we don't know about? Yeah, actually, but- I was
2: doing some digging, and there was a. A uh, pretty big music festival that happened. How are in, like, you prepared Louisville.
4: for this? Uh, we made the decision to talk about this thirty seconds ago. We started. talking about <laughs> you just How do you have research? There was like
2: Santana and uh, uh, talking about Woodstock. Led Zeppelin <laughs> I was about to make a Woodstock <laughs> yeah.
5: joke. Shit. No, it was in fucking Louisville, though. Oh, I was about
2: to be
4: like y'all. So definitely Woodstock.
2: Uh, <laughs> Sorry, what the fuck are you talking about? Um, I'm trying. I'm trying to think of the. Uh, it's it's kind of close to pgbt uh like 35 and pgbt
5: yeah P- you, president or, or, george bush, bush turnpike, turnpike. that's yeah, a, wait, turnpike. i see i always wondered if it should be pgbt or pgbtp
2: okay oh, everyone but knows. Calls
0: it is George one word, Bush, but it just feels appropriate
5: everyone uh, just anyway, calls it
2: George anyway it's yeah it's like it's a little bit north of there and now it's a strip center because i like i I've fucking looked into it because I want to know where this happened. Well, that's like,
1: that's the fate of all things in North Texas as they turn into strip malls eventually.
2: And uh, that is see, the name of our new
5: Mountain goats album. I was imagining a very toll different way kind of place. All hail
2: the tollway strip mall. All hail the toll- or the, to- toll- the tollways toll-way. and strip centers.
1: Yeah, all hail yeah, all hail the all hail the tollway authority, dude they really
0: run this by the way I'm I'm who needs it ready I've to got move on i don't know what
4: we're gonna <laughs> move on to
5: president george bush no, just well, reigns over the one highway and well i keeps was track gonna moves. ask
1: if um house like house show places count as small venues it's a great question yeah i would uh, say uh, definitely thank okay. you
5: uh okay hold on
1: taylor disagrees
4: <laughs> it's a different experience
5: yeah, it Let is. Because t- it's not like you're gonna get a band you're, to yeah, come this play is not at your house. Like,
4: wow, I got to see Vampire Weekend. I don't know. <laughs> Before they were, va- I don't give a fuck. Vampire dude. Weekend sucks. Oh, but but I, uh, uh,
1: dude, I saw I saw Radiohead's first show. I was like one of eight people there, dude. <laughs> first one ever. I mean, Nirvana
5: did. started off in people's living rooms. Man, yeah.
1: If
4: you, okay, so if it weren't for the small venue, we wouldn't one day be able to be someone's cool uncle. Are, are you telling like me?
1: Uh, are you telling are you me saying? that the the I went to a house show the other day, dude, and there were like three jazz fusion bands. Are you telling me that one of those might not completely blow up, dude? I hate to break did the it fifth to you. juice jazz fusion band that I heard in a row at a did house show. Are you going to say that's <laughs> not going to blow up, dude? Well,
3: what about Grimes though?
1: Grimes.
3: Grimes Doesn't Grimes do house shows all the fucking time around here. Does she? I have Doesn't never she? heard that. Maybe.
1: I'm Oh, I'm thinking about Sarah Jaffe.
3: Oh, oh yeah, Sarah Jaffe. No. 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 Sarah I was Jaffe. like Grimes. People, I, don't yeah.
1: know. I, don't know. I don't know. Sarah Jaffe seems more like a uh, a coffee shop type uh, type of artist. I, thought
3: she did. I, I thought can never she remember like popped in to do house shows all the fucking time a couple of years ago. Maybe. Uh, that not. would not surprise me. That that maybe be,
4: before yeah. KXT started shoving them up
5: everyone's ass. Yeah. Like. Sarah Jaffe and Sharon Van Etten, I get them confused because KXT is like treats them the same way. House shows are only not fun if you hate people.
1: Yeah, yeah. As I mean, with most things. Yeah, yeah, like concerts probably wouldn't be that enjoyable for you <laughs> either if you. Well,
3: concerts are uh, a little bit different, I think, because there's like a socially acceptable way that you move yeah, through you, a concert. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Whereas a house show is just like really. You see buddies and yeah, she, yeah, exactly.
4: Yeah, there's definitely like a dichotomy. Of like how showgoers, which is the people who don't give a shit about the bands
2: and just want to go to this yeah, like really hang. cool party with music, yeah, dude. I'm I'm
1: that bl- <laughs> One yeah of same. Those I know, <laughs> One,
4: yeah, and it's fine, right?
2: But if you don't want, we're gonna
5: deal find with that out. Shit, we're going on like a field trip after this, yeah. We're yeah. right. gonna <laughs> <So, laughs> so, figure out how learning. we all feel. I'm it. excited, house
1: shows. dude. Um,
2: yeah. So as much time as I've spent uh, shitting on South by in Austin uh, in this episode so far. One of the cooler things that I have done in the past, I don't know, like two or three years, uh, was I, uh, was crashing with a friend in Austin during South by, uh, at a, it was actually a co-op, but it's, you know, one of those ones that's like still a house. Like it's not like a huge complex Oh yeah, it's just a really big house.
1: So the really big ones are pretty cool.
2: Yeah. Uh, and, uh, they were having a show with Alex G and, uh, some girl pool spinoff and uh <laughs> uh Pine Grove and that was the first time I'd ever seen or heard of Pine Grove uh and I've been a huge fan ever since and uh you know they've since then they've toured Europe they've uh uh I don't know come, probably done two or three maybe even they've probably done like four actual tours and and you know those two years across the U.S. uh but it was it was really cool to kind of Get to know their music in this sort of environment where they're like just sitting in someone's living room like through like you know a shitty fuzzed out p a like like just cranking their tunes with people like singing along with yeah. them like next to you is really energizing uh it's it's a really um i don't know weirdly grounding experience to see like really good music performed. like directly in front of you they're standing on the same ground like when the singer jumps and you know or stomps his foot or whatever uh you can feel it like in your own feet like you can see the floor kind of shake like it's a cool intimate vibe that you can't find really even at even at small venues where there's a stage or a light setup.
5: I'm sorry I just saw that black thing on the ceiling earlier and thought it was a spider but I was like, no, it's probably just a black thing on the ceiling. But that's, no, it's a that's a fucking spider. Holy
1: fuck, that's he's a big fine. boy.
2: He's
5: good. he just, he's, He eats the bad thing. He, he always did. lives it just there? just it looks like
1: skaters. a bad
2: spider.
5: Uh, yeah, you're cool. right. No, he's
2: actually, yeah. I've seen him there a couple times. He just likes that corner. There's Welcome that to my walk. house.
5: Oh, he's
0: just walking around. Yeah. I, I want right. everyone and
2: uh, every, all the listeners to know that I have lasers in my house. Yeah. Uh, that Laser lights. I like to pop out, so. It looks really cool, and it really sets the ambiance. Yeah. It oh, does. I, I have to make my shitty apartment look like kind of wow, like ah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I still, still, still want to woo you guys. We're still Welcome in the honeymoon to the phase. studio. <laughs> yeah.
5: That's why the spider chills up
0: there. Yeah. Seems just like this p- is this party. is a hopping scene. <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh, cyberpunk, spider
5: oh yeah like yeah
4: sometimes (laughs) you get to go to a house show and stumble upon a pine grove
5: but sometimes you get to go to a house show and just see a local act that's still fucking killer and that's like a huge part of why it's so exciting Mm -hmm. not every house show is great but there are local bands that are like really exciting
4: separate the experiences right because like small venues i just don't have to put up with with as much bullshit and I, i like i pay i get in i get to watch the band and I just get to fucking leave. Yeah. And it's just about the band. Now, if I go to yeah. a house show, sometimes I'm in the mood for this. But I go. I only have $3 in my wallet. And the suggested donation was 5 So the guy on the at the door glares at you for a little while. And then people talk over the bands. And...
2: You just tell them to shut the fuck up. Talk over the
1: bands, dude. Like, how is that? I don't... That's not even possible. It, it is. The house freeze. shows I go to. It yeah. is. Really? Yes. It is bad. Like what? Like, I, dude, like, I go to, like, noise shows and Well, that, shows. okay, yeah, all right, no, yeah. fine. Fu- all right,
0: that's
2: different. I just... Yeah. Fuck that. No, but no, you, I wasn't
4: expecting to wade into this territory. And, so and don't you have, have to, lot, to like, I don't y- have you, you see your friend from
2: that one class he had freshman year. And like, you know, oh, you yeah, guys used to be pretty tight. <laughs> and fucking now high school kids. That I uh, see.
4: Oh, That's really? That's up. all.
1: I've, I've been to a couple that had high school kids at them. And I'm like, this is fucking dumb, dude.
4: Well, like sad cops can't play a fucking show in Denton <laughs> because all the high school girls show up and get the cops called. Really? Yeah. Uh, it's incredible. it, it fucking owns.
2: Uh, yeah i have my own i can add it, it yeah high school kids in like college or like like definitely more adult uh environments uh are fucking weird it's that's definitely kind of an uncomfortable uh thing that you don't have to worry about at actual small venues or that's like true
1: or, or- freshmen too yeah i mean we live in a college town so that's something like I went to a house show.
2: Yeah, but at least the freshmen are, like, 18. Like, yeah. Yeah, like, they're legally responsible for themselves. That's,
5: like, what happened to Jago House. It literally just got... It's, like, uh, young people's... Yeah, it's, like, freshmen.
2: We're getting too
4: too local,
5: right?
2: Yeah, I mean, I figured, like, by bringing up,
1: like... Bringing up house show venues in general, we were going to get local. Well,
4: I didn't really want to go here with this. Not that I don't want to parse this at some point. Well,
3: let's make this general statement. A house show is sometimes too intimate both for the the, the music goer and the performers. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you get talked over. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's like you you see perhaps uh, somebody in the crowd and it's like sometimes it's, you can't some- see. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes
2: it
4: can't. sounds bad. Sometimes you
5: know. someone yeah. knocks over your symbol. Yeah. Or you it's-
4: don't have the option to not
1: mosh.
5: Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. I don't have a problem with that though. <laughs> <laughs> That's because you like moshing. Dude. I was gonna like Moshing, like, I'm honestly surprised I haven't lost a pair of glasses. Like <laughs> the amount of like the amount of like miraculous shit. I went to one with like a couple of, like like two summers ago, me and Grayson and, and Grace's roommate went to one and there were like my glasses flew off my face like four different times within the span of me being in the mosh pit. And every time I got them back, like within like a Was couple. that Organa? Yeah, I think oh, sh- it that was that was fucking six months ago, dude. Oh, what uh. nah, dude, it wasn't. 'Cause you still lived you still lived uh down the block from me.
0: Hmm.
2: Weird. But anyways. Uh so so what we've determined is that there, there are house shows that are, you know, like the most intimate. Um, of course and, they're still, and then they then there's still there's still be good. There's obviously. big stadium venues and you know we didn't really spend enough time talking about the fucking perks of of seeing a stadium show because there are it's, bands it's that it's easier to smoke weed at big venues <laughs> <than laughs> to get away with. It. Uh but the the smaller more intimate venues are absolutely a beautiful middle ground for um uh uh you know the it, it's the it's the center of these two extremes you and you get you kind of uh remove a lot of the downsides of both like two small venues and and like overly large venues you you get this wonderful little uh pocket, and it's almost like, you know, that's why people started making separate venues in the first place is because it's just way more convenient, and uh, I'm, it's almost I'm sorry, I'm just paying attention to everyone looking at the bugs on my ceiling. I'm sorry,
5: I'm, I'm just looking looking watching anything. it move. At well,
3: at, I, at, I a at, shit. at big stadium stuff, I feel like I'm in a Temple Grandin fucking slaughterhouse hugging machine, where I get funneled in, and I, f- I get funneled out, and it's almost like I've watched a movie, and I haven't gone to a real fucking show. Um, at a house show, I feel like I just... Um, witness to some kind of emotional war sometimes there, yeah. are, there are good house shows that I've been to but obviously it's like bless you it's a lot a good small venue a good small venue is where I get to see a really, really cool music show and then leave and not feel like I want to die afterwards in any way, shape or form. Yeah. You actually feel good. I feel good. I feel <laughs> yeah. great. Like I am like, y'all want to go get pizza maybe?
1: Yeah. <laughs> Let's continue this evening. Or go to a bar like next it.
2: Go to door a bar. To it. It's yeah. it's the perfect environment for you to zero everything out and just pay attention to what brought you there Absolutely. in the first place. Like like it's designed for you to hear and see and enjoy. Yeah, you know
4: one of my favorite um experiences about going to small venues is the a, very, a unique genre of person to this environment and that is the 30 something that checked the alt weekly to see what was happening that <laughs> night and just sort of ended up at a car seat headrest show
1: yeah <laughs> and
4: they, they they have no idea oh what to expect but they're just like wow this is oh
1: they always have they always have a beard too yeah they're like yeah. hip in glasses that look Almost identical to mine, <laughs> or
3: they're completely hairless <laughs> <laughs> and with he- uh, earf- uh, head, uh, plugs. ear head plugs, ear
2: plugs, Yeah, like, but like they're stringed together, like, yeah. you know, like it's connected <laughs> to their <laughs> necklace. Yeah, but yeah, You don't
4: see that type of person. No one just sort of stumbles in to a show at Gexa. You're like, well, I'm here to see corn. Yeah, yeah, and, it'll let and you I'm limb, I'm gonna dude. watch corn.
2: <laughs> uh, it'll let you do that. We we had talked about festivals and if we're going to talk about like these weird subtypes of people you see like uh and this also happens at more intimate venues but uh or like like smaller you know actual venues y- you will see uh people come with like uh i met two people from boston father and son and it's funny because the dad was so into all of the hot music at the time like, he was asking me about, like, this is right after Titus Andronicus' this new album came out. And He's like, How'd you like it? And, like, they're talking about how they were so stoked to see, uh, um, uh, Alex G. And, uh, uh, just, yeah, like, talking about how much they fucking love, uh, uh, Grimes and shit. It was just, it was really weird because the dad was just so stoked. <laughs> he was so excited. And, yeah, he's absolutely the type of guy, like, in Boston, that's what he was doing. He was that, like, he was the dad who, like, trolled, like, I don't know, whatever their equivalent of, the the Boston, you know, cultural magazine, whatever the fuck it is, uh he would just, like, troll it to find the concert of whatever popular band is playing and just go, and, yeah, it, it, I don't know. That's, For whatever that's that reason,
4: guy. I'm picturing one large Mark Wahlberg and <laughs> another small. smaller Mark Wahlberg. I shouldn't Wahlberg. have said he Boston.
0: I
1: should I'm, <laughs> I'm just imagining, that. like, a guy in, like, a business suit with a briefcase and, like, his son who has, like, a striped shirt like a red baseball cap it is like blatantly in like 6th grade and they're just both <laughs> on ecstasy <laughs> and then dad's like oh dude dude you listened to that album
2: man dude that rip rips gross no growth. yeah they uh, <laughs> that's kind of i don't think they're on eggs but that's kind of what it was like yeah <laughs> that rips <It's>, gross
4: <laughs> yeah but it's the only place that you can see people like that just so en- en- enraptured by the environment. But it's, it's really just a special place.
2: Yeah. I went to a place called Rubber Gloves once, and it was... Rubber I went, Gloves is good. It was right after I had moved here and uh, uh, to, yep. to this town, and um, it was my birthday. Uh, and it Happy was uh, Black Joe Lewis and the Honey Bears playing, right? And no one else in my friend group really liked them except me. They're kind of they're like a bluesy horn section. Yeah, it type sounds band. like
1: a band I would hate, dude. Um. Something in the band. <laughs>
2: is,
4: is he the one who has that song? Bitch, I love you. Yes. <laughs> yes.
2: Yeah. No one else wanted to see it, and I kind of didn't have any money, so I I kind of thought I wasn't going to see it. and I found a twenty on the ground when I was hey. walking out. Oh, yeah, dude. And in the, it was like it was like fifteen bucks or something. And I was like, fuck it, it's dude. Not a twenty. I'm, I'm doing it. Uh, well, the the concert was was fifteen bucks, right? Oh, okay. Word. So I, I go on. I put my fucking cash down. Um, I go in, didn't know fucking anyone. Uh uh I I had made some friends like at the show, like just some random like old because it's kind of like an old person band. It sounds like, like it yeah. is, dude. Like just like you know, like a dad rock kind of band. <laughs> uh but like this uh a local noise punk group played and they were just fucking around. It was a really cool set. And Black Joe Lewis comes on and they the the concert was just fucking lit. Like uh uh, it's not an experience you they like i've you know probably anyone else who's seen black joe lewis had just because uh they like they at one point the band members hopped into the crowd and were like like while playing guitar they're like straight up pushing people around like kind of like moshing and shit uh just because someone in the crowd had started it and like you know they were throwing beers into the audience it was it was wild and uh uh that was like kind of my intro to moving to a new city and i was like damn dude this place is cool and that was you know uh i i i kind of miss i don't know the availability of uh because i feel like across the u.s we're kind of losing like the dive bar venue yeah uh because like a lot of now smaller venues are kind of nicer and kind of geared towards uh you know higher-end entertainment but again the like all ages like Dive bar, I don't know. It's it's it's, it's special. It's y- nice. Y- I like this. Sp- I like to smoke inside. You know. Y- you yeah. can't
1: you can't take your family to a venue anymore that has a chain link fence in front of the stage so that you can throw garbage at the performers. <laughs> <laughs> this is something that and that's real sad. That's chicken wire. No, nah, so. I agree, dude. And dive bars going away also sucks because the places that replace them not only look dumb and tacky as shit and have stupid names like. The Bowery or something like that. Well, I mean, that's named after what the street. Yeah, but whatever. You know, you know, you know. That's like (laughs) plaster, fake brick walls. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Well, yeah, they tear down a dive bar and then make it look exactly like the dive bar. Yeah,
1: exactly. But they just they just sell you overpriced beer and glasses on like a wood board that's like yeah. (laughs) It's polished mahogany and the oxidizers fused with the ceramic clay beer glass we gave you. <laughs> and it makes it taste really good. Uh, well, I wish I was in tech, but I'm a bartender. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, and also those places are way more expensive. So, like, someone, I don't remember who it was earlier, said, like, yeah, dude, this means, like, rich people go to this shit. Yeah, like it's, it's way less accessible. Than or, like, I mean, it's not... It's, it's not class warfare. Yeah, it is, dude. That's that's my making sense. Making Finally. me pay more than $3 for a beer is class warfare, a
2: dude. Beer. A, beer. a beer? A beer.
1: I yeah. feel sorry, like that's dude. just
5: like living I'm in a city. Every time tired. I go to Dallas and I'm like, this is the cheapest beer you have? Dude, or like, I went you must to, be from like like $7, like $7 for a
4: PBR. Yeah, yeah. I,
1: I went to Billy Bob's with some friends speaking of big venues. That place is wild. Have y'all ever been there? Billy Bob's, dude? Uh-uh. Dude, no. all of you, Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for you. All of us you
2: gotta talk into the microphone, dude. (laughs) Shit.
1: Word. Well basically basically what I'm getting at is that all me, Grayson, Kurt, and Taylor would absolutely get hit on by women in their late forties.
0: Okay, I could get hit on. So we're going to Billy Bunny. I guess we're gonna have
3: to go
5: to Billy Bonnie. It's (laughs) like
1: they're like that's fucked up. They're like
0: they're like, Do you (laughs) go to school? (laughs)
1: And I'm like, yeah. And I'm just like waiting to get a Lone Star bottle that's four fifties, which makes me already want to burn this place to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> like, you yeah, go to school? And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, oh, that's cool. My son's about your age. And he's training to be a locksmith or something. I'm just like My visualizing. Son just
4: join the navy. Like, nah, uh, it's
1: always they. Their sons always are doing something that makes you visualize them
2: having a neck tattoo. So <laughs> <laughs> I just chose locksmith, but it's always something like that. Yeah, yeah Like, duty. Keep it in your pants. The only experience I've ever had similar to that, like being continuously hit on at at the same venue, uh, it was this place uh, here called Jack's Tavern you know just some old lady chain smoking at like the first table by the door and like she'd see me in like a pearl snap shirt or whatever the fuck i was wearing at the time She'd be a hey, compliment me on my shirt always whatever shirt i was wearing always get complimented. i was gonna hun? compliment you on your yeah, shirt tonight. always it's always a good shirt. yeah, oh, yeah really good shirt,
0: um
2: uh always call me hun but nice shirt, always always say you're adorable what's like your name man. like i introduced myself to her every fucking like it's like she waited like that's you know, so for the sad of the dude month, and yeah
1: she, she probably had dementia, man.
2: All right,
5: well, she's I, not. that I think we've covered as much ground as.
1: I don't know, but I don't know.
5: Yeah, what? So I haven't finished naming all of the bands I've ever seen at all the venues I've ever been to. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm ready. Put my shoes p- on. Buckle your seatbelts, because
3: I I can't tell if Grace is putting his shoes on in pre- preparation to just walk around. just going to that's be dropping
4: the just mic, goodbye. throw down the mic, and walk right out. <laughs> Grayson's calling it quits tonight.
2: I'm s- I'm sweating. I see my. Beautiful untouched case of hams just right there. I um, can't and believe it's you on, haven't cracked into I'm, it. I'm always satisfied. Everything so can
5: so can we? Can we just? No one's drunk. A beer. Yeah. Yeah, just
3: beer. Get, I'm a little drunk. Beer, beer. Nah, dude, You I'm
4: drove totally, me here. I'm can we? Drunk.
5: Can we finish this episode with just the sound of a hams cracking open?
1: Dude, oh yeah, a Well, wait.
5: I mean, we.
3: Well, Everybody, better shut the fuck up while we hear these hams.
2: Uh, so. From uh, zero positivity to all the listeners out there, and wait, we can, hope
3: we, can we do a sign off first from everybody here?
5: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. from
2: we're, zero. We're all of the friends, and
5: all we're
3: happy all still holidays. going.
2: We're all still going to that house show after this, right?
1: Yeah. yeah. Okay, word.
5: We'll see you guys there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. uh,
2: so yeah, here's to hoping that your night is going to be as fun as ours. From, from, from all of,
3: from
1: all of us. <laughs> fall, we from- yeah. Oh,
0: yeah.
1: Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. See good. you later.
0: Bye. Mm-hmm.